Hello, Audrey. Hello, Kayla. I am a little bit tired because it's the end of a very stressful week for me, but I'm happy to be here once again talking about my favorite media series slash franchise slash whatever it is now that there's like an extended universe with the Rings of Power of all time with one of my dearest friends. Uh, and yeah, that that's about how I am. How are you? You know, it sounds like you had a much more trying week than I did. I'm fine. Everything's fine for the most part. I can't tell if you're being uh, sarcastic, but <laughs> it's Mordor, she wrote. Uh, it is. We don't need to talk about my finances right now. Let's just <laughs> put it on the I'm a teacher and I didn't get paid for an entire month during the summer. So now I'm trying to catch all the bills up. That's basically. Ugh the worst yeah but we've got a guest here with us today we do yeah danielle thank you for joining us how are you doing today megovanen well met i'm doing well thank you so much for having me it's great to meet you and i'm looking forward to chatting about uh, my favorite franchise slash cinematic thing of hers <laughs> wonderful danielle can you tell us a little bit can you tell us a little bit about your lord of the rings background before we get going today absolutely sure thing so um i was nine when i first encountered the fellowship of the ring and it was actually um my dad had already bought the dvd he was a huge fan of lord of the rings when he was a kid and um i uh it was on in the living room, and so I started watching it, and everybody fell asleep but me, and that was that was when it all began. So that was like circa, must have been 2001 or that ballpark. If it was and on DVD, it would be 2002 because it, yeah, Fellowship be came it, out December it was in, 2001. It was in theaters in 2001, yep. so that tracks. <laughs> that tracks. So, yeah, um, and then from there, I feverishly read book two and book three. I had to skip book one because I needed time to catch up so that I could see the movie after I'd read the book. And it, it really sense. just kind of spiraled from there. Um, I, uh, I I started playing Lord of the Rings online um, at at the the keen age of fourteen. So I'm actually one of like the founding members of that game, and I, I still play sometimes. Um, pay my mortgage. That's pretty much all I do. And then the, <laughs> I run around in circles for a while. But yeah, uh, and I've been just really really. Uh, I, I go on and off with the, on and off with the books, but but the films, I mean, those are just like a staple. Like, I mean, just it's like part of the uh, the background noise of my life is, is keeping those films on. So that um, is I, awesome. It sounds very similar to my trajectory, which I have talked to death on this show before. But it's like the time of year where I am ready to start just like playing Fellowship on loop. Uh, I know it was Hobbit Day recently. It was Bilbo's birthday. It was Hobbit Day on Thursday, September twenty yeah. second, because it's a it's Friday. It's, my, it's yes, Friday. It's my husband's birthday, and oh, so like nice. I always feel really weird about like I want to throw like a Hobbit party, but I'm like, <laughs> uh, you're like, but would I this mean, be for me instead of him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like a little bit of a conflict of interest, but yeah. but yes, it, it was indeed because it's both Bilbo and Frodo's birthday. It was September twenty yeah, second. Perfect. It is. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's finally cooling off. It's its the perfect weather. And yeah, I, talking about trees, because it's autumn. This is a great so segue. Many trees. I'm really good at segues. Um, you're going to learn so many things about me, Danielle. And the first thing is that I'm good at segues. <laughs> <laughs> Transitionary master. Uh, we read book 
uh, book two of Fellowship of the Ring, chapter six, Lothlorien. So lots of talk about trees here because Lothlorien is basically a forest elf kingdom. So, uh, yeah, Kayla, how how was it going into this chapter? I know that we just left off with some big tragedy, uh, losing Gandalf, uh, and and so now the company is is trying to make their way without their fearless leader so fun story when we were supposed to originally record this episode a few weeks ago i hastily read the chapter and scribbled down some notes (laughs) promptly forgot everything i read (laughs) and i do mean immediately so today so today, I was literally, I had the audiobook going, I had my book open in front of me, and I was standing over a pot of risotto so it wouldn't stick to the pan, and I was reading back through the chapter again, and then I read my notes, and I'm like, I rec- apparently I have read this before, but I have no memory of this place. Kayla, I'm so um. glad that you said that, because I also was reading this chapter, and I was like, okay, so, so Danielle, we have been, like, messaging each other with, oh, there's only three chapters left. And then I, like, checked the other day, and I was like, there's more than three chapters left. What is wrong with me? There are, in fact, four and a half chapters left. <laughs> yeah, and so, and so I was reading this chapter, and we had, like, spoken, Kayla and I had spoken yesterday about there being only three chapters left. And I read this chapter, and I was like, why do I feel like I've already read this? Oh, there's more than three chapters left. What is wrong with me? Did we already do this? And like had to go back through our podcast feed to check and see. And uh, is it because that they spend three freaking chapters in Florian? <laughs> well, it's is that why? It's largely because we were going to record this last time and then didn't. So <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes. Um, yeah, but it's okay. It works out better this way because then we get to have a guest to talk us through um, our meeting with the elves. So, because this is quite this is quite a meaty chapter, so I'm glad we. Have it is. It is. It's, yes, and it was way funnier than I remembered. This was actually a pretty free. I, you know, reading this today, it felt a little bit. I had like the opposite experience, where I'm like, "Have I ever read this?" Like I, <laughs> like I was must have been on autopilot um, when I because it, it was shorter. It wasn't there wasn't too much to it, but it was definitely dense. There was a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is one where. In part, I think that Tolkien is like, I have hit them with the gut punch, and now we've got to put a Band-Aid on it for a little bit, you know? Yeah. And now we have to go spend the night, we have to go have a sleepover with the elves again. In a tree anytime house. Anytime something overly dramatic happens, anytime something overly dramatic happens, there's then a sleepover with the elves. That's yep. true. Uh, it, it is the cadence. Aragorn kind of immediately uh, takes charge here, and I actually yes, my his first about face my so first funny. note was Aragorn's real quick with that. I told you so to Gandalf, who is dead yes, for all he knows. Yes. Oh my god! I wrote, "Alas, Gandalf, I told him this was dumb." R.I.P. Though. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh yes, I. Uh, it's just a strong way, but see then, and then the whiplash of it is that the next paragraph he says, "We must do without hope." After saying what hope have we without you like oh my god no hope then moving on (laughs) jeez another piece i 
didn't recall, um, but uh, I, I listen sometimes to, um, oh my gosh, the Tolkien professor, Corey, Corey Olson, um, he has that podcast where he goes like almost sentence by sentence. And he, I remember him doing kind of laborious. Um, Dear Lord. Yeah, he, he really went into uh, the part where uh, what I wrote down as, Frodo, let's go check out this rock. Uh, from Gimli um, yeah. so they go check out the rock and that was a nice little diversion off the path literally they just go look at Durin's stone and they're like yep that's there uh, okay check check that box moving on yeah so, uh, it's like well we came so far we might as well do some sightseeing yeah Let's I mean we're here. This rock. <laughs> we're here it's like hey I yep. know we're all bummed that our friend just died you know what would make it better a broken rock <laughs> And me talking once again about the dead Dwarven King. Uh, Have I mentioned the dead Dwarven King? No. You know, I've had some pretty salty feelings about the dwarves so far, but Audrey, I hate to give you a spoiler. That's about to change. Oh, man. Really? Yes. I, I have found Gimli amusing, but like in a aggravating little sibling kind of way with those kind of comments. But then... Um, when we finally actually get to the forest and we encounter the elves once more, mm-hmm. I have an opinion shift. Oh, I will okay. Un- well, unpack that rant in a little while. I love getting to that place. Uh, yeah, I so they basically we are, go on a trek through the forest, right? So they basically are ready to move. They're crossing some rivers. They're talking about oh, the woods of Lorien. Um, Legolas is really talking it up, like, "Hey, the best elves live there. The best elves are she in Lorien." Just the best, but of course, it's it's sad. Also, we need to make sure we are sad about this. Yes, yes, it's absolutely. Sad elf story. <laughs> they they keep going really fast because Aragorn is worried about um, pursuit from the orcs, and understandably so. Um, Seems valid. Yes, yeah. it did not go great in Moria. That was no, not like the no. smoothest exit. Um, <laughs> of all time so yes yeah there's definitely that kind of lingering concern of of the orcs yeah but then we're reminded we're reminded that sam and frodo are both injured so they've been basically doing like a force oh sorry about that guys yeah yeah i've had enough of the tall people forgetting that the hobbits are tiny little people and they're anyways and I love, like, yeah, they don't say anything. We get, like, the little narration, like, yeah, they were not having a good time, but look, they just kept going. And look, then suddenly Aragorn so- recalls that they exist. Whenever he's like, you should have said something. It's such a hobbit trait to be like, I'm in pain, and it's a little worrisome, but I don't want to trouble everybody else, so oh, we'll I, just tough it out for I now. I relate to that very strongly. So as someone who was raised Catholic, it's the martyr complex. <laughs> It's the, I, I really can't impose. Like, I am actively bleeding out, but I can't impose on you kind of thing. Um, <laughs> there's a part where... I'm, I might even feel a little bad about it. Like, yeah. Yes. Anyway, so the hobbits are injured. They start... And Frodo doesn't want to take off his clothes for his friends. Well, he doesn't... he's hiding a secret. He's embarrassed about showing them the mithril mail that was previously discussed, where Gandalf said oh. it was worth more than the whole shire. Yeah, it's like, dang, yeah, that yes. thing was like rich. That thing, whoever's got that, man, they are loaded. Like making it all weird. And Frodo's like, oh god. Well, and then when he finally does show them, Gimli's just like, oh yeah, Ga- Gandalf totally undervalued this thing. Yeah, no, dude, this is the- 
<laughs> We're talking B billions on this one. I am so that we we get um like a lore not a lore thing. Um just like the return of an earlier uh device Athelus which was used to treat yes. Frodo's Morgul stab wound. Uh mm-hmm. Aragorn brings out some dried Athelus which very very pointedly says that it's not going to be as good cuz it's dried now but still um like bathes Frodo's bruises in it and tends Sam's cut with it. Um Everyone's like, oh, yeah, hey, Sam, it's your first orc kill, and really glad that that blade wasn't poisoned, man. I'm like, well, that's that something bad. Had... That seems like foreshadowing. It's probably something that he would have been happier not knowing. I would have been happier not knowing that uh, if I got into a fight with an orc again, that I would have to worry about poison on top of everything else. Yeah, definitely uh, Definitely want to stay clear of the, the, the poison blade. So if you just you know keep that in mind while you're in hand-to-hand combat with some evil creature exactly oh, and they're being followed again mm-hmm. yes so yeah i want to be careful what i say here but kayla has is, made a prediction i know who we know we know okay i know who it is we know yeah yeah so i i said uh stealth level like maybe not 100 um <clears throat> considering we keep spying them um and uh I, I will i will say i'm aware of who is following them why don't okay. you just tell All us, right. Kayla? Right. Why don't you just tell us? It's Gollum. It is. Okay. We got that going for us. Yeah. 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 And I don't know. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know how much you want me to. Oh, I'll just uh, say that it... the last time the elves and trees and Gollum were involved, it did not, did not go well for the elves. Um, yeah. That so was a little bit of a bummer. <laughs> that was of a callback. In... Just, just, just slightly. That was in the uh, Council of Elrond chapter. Sorry, that's I'm what gonna... I couldn't remember. That's a long, that's so, a long chapter. I wasn't sure if it was in there or not, but yeah. <laughs> Danielle, I have read The Hobbit several times. I've okay. caught it just right. in so middle school class. Yes. Okay. And so you're yes. like, you, it's pretty clear from context. Like, hmm, some slinking creature with large pale eyes. Yeah, that tracks. That look like orbs in the darkness. Yes. Yeah. Or whatever the descriptor is in The Hobbit for that. But. That's a good point about the elves, though. So at the Council of Elrond, we found out that the reason that Gollum was on the loose to be picked up by uh, <laughs> Sauron's people and whatever and tortured for information is because the elves lost him. And, yeah. uh, and now he's gone. Oopsie. We just don't know where he's at. We just He's gone. Gollum's uh, following. Following our friends here. <laughs> Didn't he literally disappear <laughs> up a tree that they were guarding? Uh Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I don't actually remember exactly how it happened, but he got away from them. Is the point? Um, I remember a tree was involved. Like that was the whole. Yeah, reason it was Legolas like they didn't think there. he could climb, or they they just they they definitely doubted our boy our boy Gollum, and mm. uh, he. Proved I don't. Them. I don't love that. I want to say he climbed up the tree and was snatched up somehow. I mean, maybe he's... because they were all at the bottom of the tree. They're like, there's nowhere he can go. He has to come back down. And then he did not, in fact, come back down. I am just, I'm invested in this narrative, whether it's true or not now, Kayla. I'm fairly certain that's it. I will go check it and remind myself to include a note here. Okay. All right. I believe in you. Um, yeah. They, so they, they finished tending these wounds. They realized that Gollum, not Gollum, they realized that something's following them. Frodo does, rather. He, he's the one who seems to uh, be aware of it. Um, he tells Gimli. He's very perceptive. Yeah, he tells Gimli, but they're like, oh, let's just hurry up, you know? 
Um, so <laughs> we find out that Lothlorien is called the Golden Wood and that it's prettier in the summer. The that is said multiple times in this chapter. Um, it's called the Golden Wood like, because could have been better. Could have been better. I know. It's like well, but, but I would be happy even though it's winter. Like e- even though it sucks in the winter time, I'm happy that we're going there. Um, but yeah, that it's it's called the Golden Wood because uh, the leaves are gold uh, constantly. The stems are described as gray um, or silver in the light. Um, so yeah, they. They are in Lothlorien, and the note that I had highlighted in this, like, section as they first step into it is that Boromir's real freaked out um, about yes. Lothlorien. The, like, the yeah. vibes are low-key off per Boromir. He's like, I, I, I'm not feeling this. Isn't it Aragorn that tells him to, like, suck it up? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's like. Yeah. So, so Boromir's basically like, yeah, so rumors in Gondor is that if you go here, you're not coming out unscathed. And Aragorn's like, it's not unscathed. It's unchanged. Like, you're going to be changed in here. It's a life experience, okay? Yeah. You're going to, (laughs) yeah. It's a trip. It's a good trip. Yeah. It's going to be great, Boromir. Let's go. Yeah, he. I like that Aragorn's like, unless you want to go back to Moria, (laughs) this is your option. Yeah, what did we... (laughs) Next flight out of the Gap of Rohan doesn't leave for like another month. So he's like, you can go through Moria Gate or swim the Great River by yourself, but we're going into the forest. Uh, Speaking (laughs) as someone who has swum in a river that is undoubtedly not as large as uh, a river called the Great River, do not recommend. Real bad. In the wintertime, water's water's flowing fast. No, thank you. Mm. It's a no from me. You could always take a rope bridge across. That's true. <laughs> um, and then we have, uh, they come up on the creek, uh, Nimrodel, which, Kayla, would you like to tell me what the count is for chapters since we have had a song or a poem? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Legolas has to it sing has a song. It has been zero chapters. Uh, Legolas has to was sing a song Was there a song, song in the Nimrodel. last chapter? In, no, because that there was that was Casadoom. That was the one where Gandalf died. So, no songs in that oh, yeah, one. It was a, a super there. short chapter. So one, <clears throat> it has been one chapter, but the count is now zero again. Yeah, we need to go flip the board. So we Kay- don't make it past one. So Kayla, be honest with me. Did you skim this song or did you actually read it? No, I told you I was listening to the audiobook, so I got to listen to the narrator oh, at dear. two point five times speed oh, sing this Lord. song. Is it our boy it Rob much- Inglis? Because boy, he uh, he gives it, it his is all. Not. <laughs> I can't believe it is. I feel like we have this conversation every time I mention the audiobook, and then I promptly forget. <laughs> oh, it is Rob Inglis. Yeah. Yeah, he's yes. He's an OG, but uh I mean, I like I said, the guy really he goes for it and I think he might have even like written the tune, but it's I think uh, he did. It's a choice. He's definitely he's definitely the narrator of my Hobbit audiobook. My kids complain when I play the audiobook version for them in class every <laughs> single time. They're like, "Miss Knight, will you just read it instead?" And I'm like, "No. <sighs> I'm going to not again. <laughs> not again." <laughs> Once was enough for me. <laughs> so this song is about how the river is named after this elf woman who's waiting in the forest for her lover to show up. 
but he's on a boat somewhere. And then she disappears and he can't find her. Is okay. That, you, that the gist? Yes. Here's the thing. So she never meets him at the boat and they say that she was uh, lost in the mountains. Here is the thing for me about this song in particular and why I enjoy it. And also why I enjoy a lot of like Tolkien's um, poems and songs about like people of legend. I was extremely into like tall tales and like indigenous folklore when I was growing up and so like a lot of coyote stories a lot of like Anansi stories a lot of like this is why there are stars in the sky like Raven spilled them on an errand kind of thing and so this story feels like that to me because it's she was lost in the mountains but here's this creek that is her but also not her you know and like I don't know that's um I know that that Tolkien was like a lorist also and so it's something that you should expect to find in his works but I'm always just like pleasantly reminded that that is the case when I read these songs I will say this is not the longest song I have encountered (laughs) so far so I wasn't that sad about it it's pretty yeah, this short. one was tame. It did take a couple rereads for me to like make sure, make sure I read everything right because you get a couple. Nope. It's like you'll get some like narration, some like actual story progress in that. Well, you know the story of the song, and then it's like, and then the trees and the water, and then like okay, and then sometimes I realize like I've just kind of been repeating that part in my head, and I need to go back and reread it. But yeah, this one was definitely it'd be like that. <laughs> um, the one song in this book that had me almost come unhinged was when they were in Rivendell. <laughs> yeah. Bilbo's really long one that Eric oh. was like, bro, you're bold. You got balls to do that. <laughs> I had feelings about that. There's a little, like, sniping fun exchange between Legolas and Gimli here um, that I really like. So he finished, Legolas finishes his song about Nimrodell. Um, says that he's forgotten the rest of it so you're welcome Kayla you ha- you give thanks to Legolas's poor memory for not having to read more of this song um, you know I was act- I actively shouted for joy but the thing that Legolas says is um, you know there- it's a long and sad story for it tells how sorrow came upon Lothlorien when the dwarves awakened evil in the mountains and then Gimli says but the dwarves did not make the evil and Legolas yeah, says like- I said not so, yet evil came. So it's like one of those, is that what I said kind of things? Like, Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this is one of the places where I am actively salty with the elves and their treatment of the dwarves. Mm -hmm. Right here. Um, Some good old fantasy racism coming up in this chapter. Oh, I can't wait for you to see the rant that I wrote down about the next chapter, but I'll save that one. Oh, boy. Um... Yes. It basically just seems that the elves constantly blame the dwarves for everything that goes wrong. Mm -hmm. Which may be a very superficial observation, but it's like, yeah, and then the dwarves woke up the evil and they caused it to mess with us. And now we can't live our privileged, hidden away life anymore because we have actual problems now. Yeah, and Gimli's like, well, I mean, we didn't, like, make that. It was like, well, I I didn't say that. That's not what I said. I I just said that, you know, well, it got bad after you did the thing, so that's all I'm saying. I'm just speculating, just throwing it out there. Dwarves got involved and things went bad. I mean, I'm just saying. 
Listen, I feel like Gimli is justifiably salty. And that's all I have. Yeah, it, in this chapter, it really puts it into perspective, right? Because prior to this, like, Elrond's folks treated him fairly normally. And uh, so Legolas was really the only one sniping at him constantly. And now that in this chapter, we see other elves being shitty. Uh, yeah, it really kind of puts that into a sharp juxtaposition. Yeah, the high elves can go fuck themselves right now. Yeah, yeah, because really, you know, in the story of Amroth, if we want to get real in it, I mean, I don't think I even see anything about the dwarves in in the wiki page, so I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, Les, I'm just going to (laughs) say, citation needed, all right? Citation needed. Legolas is like, no, I've done my research. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've, I've been to, you know elvesrule.org and they don't, I, I don't remember the whole song right now but I'm telling you it says this <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh man yeah so they do run into elves from Lothlorien Haldir is the name of the lead elf that they run into um, I'm gonna yeah here's the thing Kayla I don't want to spoil the movies, yes. movies for you but I do want you to know that the minute that Haldir came on screen, I was like, Legolas who? In the movies. Yeah. So Yeah. He's a real okay. he's a showstopper. It's a showstopper. Um yeah, yeah. Um so they um they at first Legolas translates um for them because he starts to try to climb a tree for them to like roost in for the night. Um yeah, find themselves a little tree house. Yeah, yeah, and then realizes there's already elves up there. And so um, (laughs) the elves are like, hey, man, dwarves not supposed to be here. And Aragorn's just like, you gotta. He's he's with us. You gotta. No, no, no. So here, so this I love this. I know where you're going. (laughs) When Legolas runs into these elves and he starts listing off everybody that's up there, the other guys... The There's other guys are like, you only listed seven. And he's like, the eighth is a dwarf. And the other one's like, a dwarf? That is not well. We have that... had not had dealings with the dwarves since the dark days. I'm like, it's not the dwarves' fucking fault it was the dark days. They just <laughs> happened to be around. Like, Yeah, they sure are associated, though. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I'm just saying. Elves. Kayla, your righteous anger on behalf of the dwarves is just mm, warming my heart. So all I was going to say is that, like, really this whole part, starting from when we encounter Haldir in the Gladroom, that, like, it feels to me on reading, like, maybe I'm missing something in the Tolkien verse, but, like, it feels, like, hilariously easy to convince them that everybody's chill. Like, first of all, they're like, well, we heard all these people in the woods. We didn't know what's going on. But we heard Legolas's voice and, you know, and his song. So, like, we knew that he was chill. And then, uh, you know, basically Legolas is like, ah, no, no, Gimli, he's all right. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But obviously it's not totally fine, as we'll we'll get to in a minute. Sorry, I'm not done with this rant yet. (laughs) You're going to have to wait a second. Go on. Because even, like, Frodo has to fucking jump in and be like, well, he's not like other dwarves. Oh, that's right. He was was picked by Elrond himself to be in our party. (laughs) Like, he's one of Diane's most trusty people. Like, he's one of the good he should ones. need not he should not need uh, that much introduction 
Yeah, it definitely, Danielle, you're right. It definitely has the he's a good dwarf vibes, which is just really gross. He's not like other dwarves. He's a cool dwarf. Which we've touched on this a little bit already uh, in past episodes, but uh, this is- Man, fuck those elves. You're really, really, really seeing some of Tolkien's race coding, especially in Elvish chapters. You just are. And it's an unfortunate- part of the world and universe and you can say things about the context in which it was written but also it sucks and that's really what it comes down to it sucks to read this shit um but nice to nice to call it out and recognize it and yeah um so the missing like piece that you've got here where it like seems really easy to convince them is is two things one that i don't think we get to in this chapter um, and I'm not going to say it because it's for next chapter, Kayla, but it has to do with the Lady of the Wood. Um, but the other piece mm-hmm. is that Aragorn's been here before. They know him here. And so it's essentially a, yeah, okay, you're an elf from Mirkwood and Aragorn's cool with the lady. So as long as you two will like take responsibility for this guy, fine. But... Audrey, that's not before they all have a conversation in a foreign language that no one else but them understands. Uh, I know. It's real bad. It's real bad. I know. Um, This one section isn't going to make me hate the entire book. I'm just like, you know. It's a rough one, though. It's a a very rough one. It is. Um... Followed immediately by Mary, like, dragging all of their supplies up into this treehouse and the elves being like, you didn't need to do that. We got extra cloaks and food and stuff. But it's like, we're going to need it once we actually leave the fucking forest. Yeah. So... They are all... There's, there's like, a fun little bit of Hobbit lore here. They don't like uh heights they don't like upstairs tolkien phrases it's so funny because he's like they don't have they do not sleep upstairs even when they have any stairs like (laughs) hobbit houses aren't built with stairs so uh yeah i personally this is a dream for me like sleeping in a treehouse chef kiss doesn't one of them say is that is it in this chapter where one of them says if you don't want to sleep in the trees you're gonna have to burrow swift and deep as is. Yeah, Legolas your says custom. that to Pippin. Yeah, yeah, that that felt a little oh, harsh Pippin. From, from Legolas. Yeah, Pippin, Pippin, the punching bag of the group. <laughs> Always the punching. It's his bag. hard head. Uh, they so they're in the trees, and there's like a report of orcs that that are chased off, and then we have another visit from our little little friend, and um. Yeah, Haldir says, there was something in this tree that I have never seen before. It was not an orc. It fled as soon as I touched the tree stem. It seemed to be wary and to have some skill in trees, or I might have thought it was one of you hobbits. I did not shoot, for I dared not arouse any cries. We cannot risk battle. <laughs> Obviously, that's Gollum, right? <laughs> um, yes. I, this is the first of two times in this chapter where they're like, well, we didn't shoot him. And I'm like... <sighs> Look, probably should have from an ethically like from an ethical standpoint i appreciate that they didn't just shoot without asking questions and assessing the situation but from a structural story standpoint man would that have fixed some things oh, yeah. yeah no spoilers a little bit of a hole yeah it wouldn't have like it wouldn't have truly fixed some things i'm not one of those people that's like what about the eagles but no, right. um <laughs> but it is something where i'm like hmm what if they had just shot him or they had just captured him just seems like a could be could have been good could have been nice 
I'll take your word for it. Mm, you'll you'll understand someday when you're older. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> At the rate we're going, I could very well be in my 40s before we can. <laughs> you series. know what? We're not going to take another crazy long hiatus, all right? <laughs> um, I mean, it's not the recording schedule that's the problem. It's the editor <laughs> and the poster of the episode's problem. And they need to get off their lazy ass and remember things when they're supposed to it's okay it's i'm a- talking about myself i'm not throwing shade at even if you were it would be fine no no danielle we went on a two-year hiatus <gasps> oh and years. we had recorded oh. we had recorded episodes like they were ready to be posted. i mean contextually i was pregnant like i had okay. just had yeah. a child so that's a that's a, that's a- that's a big asterisk. I totally, yeah. uh, I totally can feel that one. Yeah. Well, if you feel better, I, uh, I actually had a Fellowship of the Ring book club on. Um, I don't remember the app. It was like one of those book club apps, and I was like right. recording YouTube videos discussing the chapter, and we made it to like we made it to book two, and then like there was like one lone straggler who kept bless his heart. He kept posting comments every week, and uh, he was the only one left. I actually did finish the book. I just you know. It just like I said, uh, I wasn't. You know, it just anymore, be like that sometimes. It, it truly yeah. does. It truly do be. It it do be. Yes. Yeah. It show do. <laughs> We're coming up on one of my favorite scenes in this chapter. Tell us what it is, Kayla. Across the river. Oh yeah, with the huh? rope bridge. So what makes it a favorite? Yeah, what makes it a favorite? Because so I'm just gonna recap it in Kayla terms because I don't remember everybody's name. They're getting ready to leave to go further into the forest, and they have to cross one of the 17,000 rivers that are in Middle-earth. Is it the Celebrant? Is that the one? Yes. They're all a little connected at this point, so uh, I think that's safe to say. That's probably still the Celebrant. It says Celebrant is already a strong stream here, as you see, said Mm. Haldir. So, okay, we're going to assume it's that one. Yeah, I think that's a safe So, it's a group... It's like Legolas and the Fellowship and then a couple other um, elves are like, we have to cross this river and we're going to put a rope bridge up. But their version of a rope bridge is a single rope that they tie across the river. And they're like, you guys can just walk across it. And of course, Legolas, in in how he does, just like Swift puts it across the rope and everybody else is like, um uh, this is not gonna work for us it's like a are we supposed us. to swim <laughs> he's like walking up on top of the snow in the mountains like come on guys this isn't so bad so <laughs> so the solution to this problem is to string a second rope higher than the first rope and they're like just hold on to the top rope <laughs> while you a rope railing across. action yeah and i'm like i'm getting flashbacks to when i went the one and only time in my life i did a ropes course and it was easily one of the worst decisions. Yeah, of my first life. and last time. I'm just this... and I was like, I had a, I had on a helmet and a harness and <laughs> the whole description here. I'm just like, what is this American Ninja Warrior? Like, yeah, <laughs> no, it's Hobbit Ninja Warrior, obviously. Yeah, American Hobbit Warrior. Yes, um, I think it's British Hobbit Warrior. Because... Okay, yeah, right. Fine. Well, we'll give him that. Now that we've split that hair as many times as it would <laughs> um, They are basically like, okay, now we got to blindfold you, Gimli. Yes. Because Legolas said it was cool. It's just, it's top notch. Yeah. 
Um, Legolas needs to suck it the fuck up here. <laughs> and Aragorn basically does say that to him, though, because when Gimli's like, no, I'm like, I am an honest person. I don't want to be blindfolded. Legolas is just like, oh, this, a curse on the stiff necks of dwarves. And then when Aragorn's like, well, then we'll all be blindfolded. You know, if Gimli <laughs> like, has to be like, blind- but not why me? <laughs> I don't and then like, I, I live here. And, kinsman yeah. here. <laughs> and then Aragorn's like, oh, we might as well say mm, a plague on all the stiff necks of elves. Like, you know. <laughs> Just got him there. Got him there. It's uh, yeah. He's very whiny in this chapter, which well, he's feeling you know. like he's feeling like he's like like it's like when you like go back to your high school and you're like yeah I went here like I I was kind of a big deal around here like these like it's like, exactly. And, uh, it, well, it's, it's like being, no, like you're not cool. This is high school. Like it's like being the only it's like being the only kid on the study abroad trip that speaks French. You know. Oh. <laughs> Je m'appelle uh, Legolas. I can't. Oh my God. <laughs> I know Kill Surprise, and that's about it. I know Voulez-vous coucher And that's about it. <laughs> and whatever the line is from Lady Marmalade. I was about That's, that's what I just oh said. Gosh. That is what I just said. Voulez-vous coucher I know. <laughs> no, I would not. But thank you for the offer. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, very sincere offer on my part. Um, let's see. Okay. So they do eventually all get blindfolded. And after a certain point, Haldir, Haldir says a little funny something. Um, there's some talk between uh, Mary and him about the Grey Havens, um, where Mary is basically like, hey, if I knew what the world was like outside of the Shire, I probably never would have left. It sucks. I'm like, me too, man. Sometimes. Yeah, relatable. <clears throat> Although, another read on that is just, like, how great the Shire is. He was like, you know, I honestly, I don't even know if I would have left. That place is kind of rad. Yeah. That's the better read on it and the true the one for me, read. honestly. That's the optimistic because, read, really. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, I constantly want to travel. But, um, I mean, if I lived in the Shire, maybe not. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Fair it's point. beautiful there. Uh, let's see. Um, but I like electricity and the internet. N- mm. I would be okay. Here's the thing. And I would, toilets. Toilets. Like toilets. Toilets. The one. Toilets. The one. I'm like, mm, couldn't do without that. <laughs> um, also, air conditioning. Yeah. Well. Well, they live in a hole in the ground, and it's Florida. comfortable. Oh. Yeah. Also fair. Modern amenities. Imagine the Shire with internet, Kayla. Would that persuade you? Oh, gosh. If there was air conditioning. I don't know. I mean, we could go do a whole other podcast on, like, what would happen to the Hobbit psyche if some of them had hold of the internet. Like, what would those subreddits look like? Like, Yeah, it would not be good. There's some problematic stuff going on in there, for sure. (laughs) The internet is, like, absolute power, and absolute power corrupts absolutely, so... It would. No it's like bringing the one ring it to the Shire, it. you know? <laughs> <laughs> same thing, same thing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, there's a there's a curious little thing that Haldir says, um, which is that the Galadrim have told him, um, the Galadrim, Kayla, I know that Danielle said this word earlier, but is the elf guards here in uh, Lothorian, like the scout guard troops, um, you know that because you read the chapter, but I'm telling our listeners and addressing it to you so it sounds friendly, you know? 
Um, <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> but he, he takes the blindfold off of them all um, and says, it seems that the lady knows who and what is each member of your company. New messages have come from Rivendell, perhaps. And uh, that's a fun little secret that we'll, we'll understand more later, probably. Um, Kayla, I know you've already read the next chapter because we do these in batches. But, uh, it's you know, if, if you hadn't, that would be a really fun part for me to be like, Kayla, I'm teasing you about what's going to happen. Um, but he takes all the blindfolds off and he starts with Gimli, which was a nice um, kind of repentant look for Haldir, at least. It's the least he could fucking do. Yeah, but he does follow it up with, like, you better feel special. Yeah. And he had to ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I will say, I wrote down I wrote down my predictions for the next chapter before I actually read the next chapter. So, they are honest predictions. Good. From a point in time where I had not read what was coming up. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna just tell us what they are, the like remaining two pages of this chapter are literally just description of what they see now that they're in the heart of Lothlorien. Yeah, it's a description of the woods. We could find that like you, it's so a like you the book balls. to a random like, page, and it will be a oh description of the woods. <laughs> Based solely off of just having read the title of the next chapter, I wrote, "I'm expecting a mirror of Irised moment." Based off of the chapter the chapter name oh kayla's touchstone is largely harry potter so um, oh and that's okay no that that wasn't an oh like a harry potter that was like oh i'm trying to decide like how much does that how much does that track actually a little bit (laughs) (laughs) kayla what are your what are your other predictions what are my other predictions i feel like if any um, so there is a mention, I want to say it's earlier in this chapter, of Aragorn having himself a lovely little daydream in the trees. Yep. Yes. Oh, he's smelling yeah. the flower or whatever. He's like, and he totally. says, and... he says, Arwen Vanimelda Namari, which is Elvish. <laughs> oh, good. Otherwise, I'm not going to say the word. Okay. <laughs> I, I recognize the name Arwen as belonging to a very pretty elven girl that we met in a previous chapter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that seemed to be familiar with Aragorn. Mm. So maybe he has a romantic interest? Familiar Mm -hmm. in the 19th century sense, perhaps? Uh, Like, as in they have occupied space but not touched physically? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, there is a pretty ominous ending sentence to this chapter. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, I wrote, um, how do I say it? Last sentence is a major downer. <laughs> and taking Frodo's hand in his, this is about Aragorn. He left the hill of Saren Am- Amroth and came there never again as a living man. And on that note, dear readers. <laughs> uh... <laughs> on on that note, uh, yeah. I'm... You can find us no. on... <laughs> wait, wait. We have to let Danielle plug herself first. Danielle, where can people no, find you? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, a Starbucks getting a peppermint hot chocolate each morning. But other than that, uh, my internet yes. presence is, is, is pretty tame. I, I really do feel like... Uh, 
this this having this opening makes me feel like I should have something to plug, but but I don't, friends. I just uh, anytime you want to talk Lord of the Rings, uh, I'd just be glad to do it. Uh, you can find me actually on Lord of the Rings Online. I am on the uh, the Brandywine server if you'd like to play. Uh, my my handle is Alamond, uh, like the German Excellent. dance. Excellent. So. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. This was a lot of fun, and uh, this has been very delightful. Really, I have so much fun talking with people who also love Lord of the Rings. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been great to have you, Kayla. Now, if you want to tell people where they can find us, you can find Mordor. She wrote on Instagram, TikTok. We have a Facebook page. Um, I did post our most recent episode there. And we're on there under Mordor underscore she wrote, I believe. That's all of our um, social media handles. And if you would like to email the show, we are at Mordor she wrote podcast at gmail.com. Um, Audrey, do you want to plug any of your um, side projects? Yeah, my extraneous stuff. So I am Lady Tabletop Online, primarily on Tumblr and itch.io. I publish games and I do a podcast called Alone at the Table where I play solo RPGs. It's just me on that show. Not No, no Kayla there, unfortunately. Um, but that show is part of the Moonshot Podcast Network, which you can find it and other shows at moonshotpods.com. I feel like if I was a part of the podcast, that would defeat the purpose of the name. It, it does, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my extra project is the Broad Chronicles podcast. Um, my episode on Jaquetta of Luxembourg just dropped, I want to say last week. And it's available in all the same places that Mordor She Wrote is. And yeah. Uh, the only final oh, note I everyone. have for this episode before you say the sign off, Kayla, is you know how I always talk about how my copy is like peeling and it's old? I peeled it. During this episode while we were recording, mm. I peeled the cover off. I'm going to send you a photo. Gross. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I have a thing about paperback books that have, like, the glossy finish on them. I can't stand it. Too much sensory input while I'm trying to read. Okay. And on that note, everybody, may the stars shine on the end of your road. And, and that's usually how we end the episode. If you want to cut your recording. Yes, you can stop your recording now.